everyone. Thanks for joining me today. It's Mark with another edition of the Mark My Words in the News podcast with all the news for independent paint retailers, as well as hardware and even sometimes lumber. Today is March 17th, and here is the news. Members of the United Steelworkers Union Local 14919 are striking against the world's largest paint maker, Sherwin-Williams, the union claiming unfair labor practices at the company's Bedford Heights, Ohio, aerosol manufacturing plant. Negotiations between the union and Sherwin-Williams have been ongoing since October 26th of 2021, with union members working without a contract since the previous contract expired November 20th of last year. Sherwin-Williams has refused so far to enter into an extension on that agreement. Like most strikes, this one comes down to a difference of opinion relating to wages, benefits, and working conditions. Sherwin-Williams recently offering the union a paltry 1.5% pay increase, an amount equal to one quarter of the current rate of inflation. The union is also protesting their designation as essential workers. That designation leaves workers in the aerosol filling plant without paid sick leave, forced to work 12-hour shifts due to the company's refusal or inability to properly staff the facility. The 55 striking employees claiming that Sherwin-Williams needs at least 20% more staff to cover the number of hours the fill lines are expecting to be running. Stories of strikes and unions get tangled with politics in this country, and I try to stay away from politics here on this page. But with Sherwin-Williams recently announcing that they are spending more than $600 million on a new corporate headquarters in Cleveland, Ohio, and the company's board recently awarding CEO John Marikas a $15 million bonus based on the manufacturer's record profits, that $15 million more than 300 times what the average Sherwin-Williams employee makes each year, it seems that the company should be able to dig between the cushions and find a couple of extra quarters to pay their workers. Over the course of the last two years, prices of Sherwin-Williams paint are up more than 20%, including their surcharges. That amount significantly higher than the rate of inflation. In their last negotiating session, the union asked the paint manufacturer for a 4% raise. 4%. Come on, John Marikis, do better. Speaking of unions, workers at retailers across the United States continue to consider the protection which comes with being part of a collective bargaining union. With Starbucks, specialty lifestyle retailer REI, and Fratellone's Ace Hardware in Minnesota, as well as countless other retailers, all facing votes to unionize their employee base. Currently, less than 5% of the retail workers in the United States are unionized. And while these calls for unionization generally affect larger businesses such as Starbucks, small retail businesses can be unionized too as the workers at famed New York sex shops Babeland and Pleasure Chest proved just a few years ago. Whether or not the employees at one paint hardware lumber dealer choose to organize makes for interesting news, but in fact is not the point of this story, since I do see that as something that will take many years to unfold. But more in the present, the reporting this is just to reflect the fact that the employee relationships with their employers in this country are changing. The days of, hey, I show my employees every two weeks that I love them are over. The rise of unionization is an expression 
of the labor-friendly environment that dealers find themselves in, making me want to bring this story to dealers' attention so they understand the environment that they're hiring in. Turning to consumer spending, the Remodeling Futures Program at the Joint Center for Housing Studies at Harvard University reported that it projects 2022 will show average growth in home improvement spending of over 14%. That group at Harvard only studies the 48 major metropolitan areas of the United States. And so that's all we're speaking about here. The double-digit growth prospects were consistent across all of those 48 metropolitan areas that the group tracks within the United States, the smallest gains among that group are expected to be in the 8% range. And while all cities in the group are expected to see robust growth, Tucson, Phoenix, Riverside, California, Austin, and San Antonio, Texas, as well as Las Vegas, are all expected to see growth in the 20% range. Record-breaking home price appreciation, solid home sales, and high incomes are all contributing to stronger remodeling activity in our nation's major metropolitan areas, especially in the South and Southwest, said Sophia Wedeen, a research assistant at the Remodeling Futures Program at the Harvard Center. So if you're a paint, hardware, or lumber dealer in one of the country's 48 major metropolitan areas, prepare to stay busy. Getting back to paint, the week of March 21st through March 25th is Contractor Appreciation Week for Benjamin Moore and the Benjamin Moore retailers. The week-long event will feature in-store activities, giveaways, an inside look at new products, and more. In-store demonstrations and new programs will be available to help existing customers and new prospects expand their business with Benjamin Moore. Rob Sheehan, Benjamin Moore Vice President of Customer Segment and a former New York Metro sales rep who I've known for many years, shared that in partnership with our independent retailers, we are committed to continuing to help contractors build and maintain their businesses by offering the best-in-class products, programs, and services required to do so. Now, normally a marketing program by Benjamin Moore or any of the paint companies is not the sort of thing that would make it in the news. But since I do know that most of the people watching and listening to this podcast are paint dealers, let me share my reason why I bring this to you today. Most paint dealers I know have seen explosive growth in the previous 12 to 18 months, particularly with the customers of Sherwin-Williams. The pot and brush and residential repaint customers of Sherwin-Williams unable to get products during this supply chain crisis. Many dealers have seen extensive growth in their relationship with Sherwin-Williams painters and the Contractor Appreciation Week may give them an opportunity to cement some of those relationships. At some point, Sherwin-Williams will have paint back in stock for these customers and in cities where we have seen some paint come back into stock at the local Sherwin-Williams, it's also coming with extended terms and significantly lower prices. So dealers should be ready to work hard to hang on to the customers that they've recently stolen from Sherwin-Williams. And this Contractor Appreciation Week is one way that they can do that. Staying with Benjamin Moore for a moment, the Montville, New Jersey paint maker announced recently that they have sold their Lenmar line of high-performance wood coatings to Gemini. Gemini is the employee-owned manufacturer of high-performance wood coatings with a significant present existing already in the independent dealer channel. 
Some dealers I've spoken to about this move have expressed dismay about the idea of having to deal with a new vendor and handle a transition at a time most dealers are already running at or above capacity. But despite those challenges, I really like this deal and I think dealers will too. Like most paint manufacturers at the moment, Benjamin Moore is struggling just to keep up with demand. While I'm sure that Lenmar is a part of that success, the products in the Lenmar line are outside of Benjamin Moore's core competency of making premium paints, both for the residential DIY market, as well as for the professional painters looking to use better quality products. The lacquers and other wood finishes in the Lenmar line have different chemical makeups as compared to the architectural coatings and managing Lenmar's standalone supply chain likely became more trouble than it was worth. I've reached out to Gemini CEO, Chris Hicks, and we're going to try to get him on a podcast soon to answer dealers' questions and to learn what dealers can expect as this transition unfolds. In hardware news, Ace Hardware CEO, John Van Heusen, recently gave his State of Ace speech at the cooperative show in Las Vegas. Van Heusen leaving the dealer owners of Ace with his top four takeaways. Number one, Ace continues to record record results. The co-op setting records in 2021 for revenue, retail division sales, owner dividends, and net income. Van Heusen also sharing with Ace owners that the co-op plans to continue to reinvest those profits back into the co-op. Number two on Van Heusen's list was the co-op's relationship with its consumers. Van Heusen sharing that his view is that consumers are looking for experiential retail. The CEO encouraging Ace dealers in attendance to offer jaw-dropping retail experiences both online and in-store as a means of making shopping on Amazon look shallow and boring and even pathetic by comparison. Number three, Van Heusen shared that 2024 is the co-op's 100-year anniversary, the CEO sharing his view that the co-op should reach $25 billion per year in retail sales by the end of their 100th year. With about 4,500 stores, that works out to an average of 5.5 million per ACE retail location. It's no wonder this co-op continues to see record results. And then finally, number four, Van Heusen shared his proposal for ACE to offer a one-trip guarantee. Van Heusen proposing that if a consumer can't get everything they need to successfully complete a project in one trip to an ACE store, that ACE will run the rest out to that customer for free. The proposal is the CEO's effort to establish the brand as America's most convenient. And then finally, a little first-person news, Paint Care, that's the not-for-profit formed by the paint manufacturers charged with managing post-consumer paint waste and paint stewardship in the 10 states which have passed the Paint Care legislation begins operation in New York on May 1st of this year. I was involved in Paint Care at its origins, the idea originally born out of a think tank called the Product Stewardship Institute in Boston, Massachusetts, where I served for a year with a group of other retailers, manufacturers, as, as well as municipal waste haulers and other stakeholders uh, working on solutions to getting uh, post-consumer paint waste 
out of the landfills and waterways. It's interesting to me as this unfolds, New York is Paint Care's 10th state and they do function in the District of Columbia as well. It's interesting to me as Paint Care expands to the rest of the country, which I suspect it will continue to do, at least for most of the country, they'll have relationships with almost all 40,000 paint, hardware, and lumber dealers in the United States at some point, yet they sell us nothing. And so as Paint Care was beginning operations in New York, they were looking to understand dealers better. They were looking to communicate with dealers better and understand how their program affects dealers, as well as they were looking to make content in support of their efforts to begin operations in New York State. Now, the bad news for my career is that there are not a lot of organizations in the country looking for content creators who specialize in the independent paint retailer channel. But the good news for me was that any organization that is looking for that doesn't have a lot of people they can call on. And so on March 1st, I started working for Paint Care on a project which I expect to run till sometime in August. The main purpose of the project will be to help Paint Care understand how their program interacts with dealers in the actual stores themselves. The thrust of the program will be to help Paint Care create the content they need to support their dealer operations in New York as well as around the United States, but of course also help them understand how their program affects dealers and talk to them about making sure that the program is easily integratable into dealers function as they roll out to stores around New York state. I'm excited to be working with Paint Care now. I'm always excited just to be working in general, but on my first day on the job, I found myself in seven paint stores, including one in New York City I went to that was reminiscent of the store that I grew up in, in the Bronx. It always makes for an exciting afternoon. I'll report more as I get more into this job I've just started, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you as I have when I worked for Benjamin Moore and C2 and the other companies that I've been with. I'm looking forward to sharing with you what that experience is like. In the meantime, that's it for today. So my name is Mark Lipton. This is Mark My Words in the News. And today is March 17th, 2022. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and you'll now notice I'm on Spotify. So if you want to follow there, if you're a regular Spotify user, go ahead and subscribe and you'll get these once a week in your inbox.